You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. people die for fun yeah <laughs> all right everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the couch potatoes i'm alex this cap morrison and this week we're going to be talking about a documentary slash little piece of land settled in new jersey vernon township new jersey to be precise action park yeah this is a doc that's uh, if you have hbo it's a high recommendation and this, oh, is yeah. like, this is the topic that has stuck with us for a couple of years now yeah. because of how insane the whole thing is. So the documentary is called Class Action Park. Yeah. And it was basically one of the flagship documentaries to come out on HBO Max yeah. when they were really pushing it. Like this was this was the thing to get people to subscribe mm-hmm. to watch. And it worked. Yeah, okay. that's <laughs> HBO's just, driver, not a fucking Star Wars or a superhero deal or anything like that. Fucked up action theme park. Yeah, but it's the same thing like when, it, when the streaming services first launched, and like, like, no, you're only getting this here. Yeah, it's nice. And HBO's always kind of been like that. Yeah, the exclusiveness of what they got. Like they're the like Comedy Central had Comedy Central presents, but HBO had the Sopranos. Like, but but and, like they had their own comedy store, like yeah. comedy stuff. Yeah, and it was very like top tier and the Showtime specials. Yeah. It was it was great. Then they had boxing for the longest time, and mm-hmm. man, HBO, it's so top man. <laughs> so they were the, they've been the premium, you know, uh, exclusive content provider for like years now. Mm-hmm. Cap, what does HBO stand for? Home box office. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I know that's a question I could ask Chris in his sleep, and he would say as promptly as punching me in the face. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew that would just be as like, yeah, good job, Cap. <laughs> no, um. I found it really fascinating, mainly because I actually have a deep love for theme parks and amusement parks and fairs. Ever since I was a kid, we would either take like what felt like annual trips to Carowinds mm-hmm. there for a few years straight. And um, we always made a trip to go to one of the uh, state um state fairs anytime it happened and actually i know for a fact we talked about some of the state fairs on um something good for you talking about the livestock that was always there Mm -hmm. you know and all this and that was what i was always dragged to what what are y'all's relationships with like amusement parks and fairs and shit we just got the mid-south uh fair in uh, memphis every summer and only went a couple of times but it was you know it was fine for what it was i mean it's not like uh we had like theme parks like if you wanted to go to a theme park you went to six flags and i actually got that to how far from that was that from you it was in six flags in st louis so it's a it's a drive i can't picture yeah. it the top of my head right now but you may it'd be uh you would have to like you know go from west tennessee and spend the night in fucking st louis you know so, so dolly i'm i'm completely i'm geologically dollywood, dollywood is i was about to north, say is dollywood a, not closer no not, it's about the same no, no not from, from okay. knoxville to, from uh, knoxville to uh, memphis that's a that's a day drive okay yeah. you're talking about like something close to the Amer- uh, north carolina tennessee border mm-hmm. got it like got once it. you get past pigeon forge gatlinburg dollywood's right there so we're closer to we could make a day out of dollywood if Fuck we, yeah, we really could. wanted to got yeah. it 
Well, I mean, we, got a we, could, we so. could make an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. That's a true fact. Uh, we could actually make an afternoon out of going to Carowinds. Oh, Carowinds sure. is like just right down the road. I can buy some to, fireworks in South Carolina. Yeah, there. there you go. Uh-huh. You go to like that little. There's a. Uh, I know the one you're talking about that's near Carowinds, but my favorite. This, we're, going, we're, we're totally going off on a tangent now, but there is my favorite place is almost the size of a Walmart. Yeah, and it's on the and it's on that right on the fucking border. Right when you get to Rock Hill. No other other side of uh, the interstate. Which one are you talking about? It's not the one oh, near Rock two. Hill. Uh, it's the one if you're going to Lake Gaffney. Oh, okay. Because there's two on the border. Because that's where they. That's where they, That's the best spot to put them. Is on the border because once you cross that imaginary line, it's legal and illegal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, th- this this one's not that one. This the uh, it would be whatever interstate we'd be on heading down to South Carolina. Like as if we're going to Gaffney, not Rock okay. Hill. And yeah, there's one over there that's like the size of a damn Walmart, and mm. it's just like, oh my god, God, I love kitchen it. fire. Yes, <laughs> it'd be beautiful and heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> but no. Um, I, I always loved going to Carowinds, and I think I also wound up having an affinity for like theme parks and amusement parks. Due partly in uh, due to the Kiss Me, it's the Phantom of the Park movie. I remember watching that a lot as a kid, and actually enjoying like the amusement park sides. I want to go to the park, Mom. Will Kiss be there? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's like I even started associating like Carowinds as a young age with Kiss because I would watch that movie a lot. She had it on VHS, so like even though it was like Hanna Barbera themed or you know whatever it was at the time, it was still just like oh, this feels like a Kiss thing. It feels like I should be like hearing over the PA Kiss tonight. Tonight. Kiss tonight. No, I think the only music thing one is like Dolly's. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No. no. I went to. Uh, I went to Emerald Point. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you take the wrong way to Washington D.C. from here, uh, you'll end up in Emerald Point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean the wrong okay, way? Okay. So uh, here's here's us. Okay. Kind of in the here's, center. Here's D- D.C. All right. You know. Maybe at about like a two two fifteen. Yeah. So so let's say like northeast mm-hmm. of here so you can either go east and then north and end up through emerald point right or you can drive north then go east going through the shenandoah okay you go through the shenandoah it's fucking beautiful man i bet it's it's gorgeous land you go the other way five dollar single cheeseburgers <laughs> every goddamn restaurant <laughs> it's five dollars for like the smallest goddamn cheeseburger and like, that's why you're upset well i'm upset because we went over there and we had this detour because the traffic was jammed, so we stayed on. We stayed with the traffic, right? And there was a limb in the road about the size of half this fucking table <laughs> that was blocking the road. And one guy was like passing people through. I'm like, move the fucking limb, you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> shit for real. <laughs> but it was July Fourth weekend. We had gone to D.C. But you know, D.C. was packed, right? But Emerald Point was packed too because mm-hmm. July Fourth weekend, right? Uh, but you talk about like fairs and stuff. The Dixie Classic Fair here in North Carolina is in mm. Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest like tobacco fair. That's how it started. Was the tobacco fair, and then we went to the State Fair in Raleigh, which was badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had like a shitty one in our hometown, right? Um, Statesville, and it it's okay. They moved it to uh, the defunct mall. Not, not so nice to have it <laughs> because because like they had all the open parking spots or yeah. like all the open park and they put like this makeshift fair there. Um, we never went to the Statesville Fair much growing up because it was just mm-hmm. it seemed like a money money scam, <laughs> like a money pit. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Mid South Fair had like rodeos and shit. That's like what that ours too. Our, uh, ours had a, a derby racing. Oh okay, yeah, uh, um, derby and uh, what was it? 
where the cars just smash together. Uh, Monster bumper trucks? Carts. Bumper cars. No, no, no. This is like, you take a beater, like old Buick, put fucking, uh, God, what is it called? Johnny Knoxville did it in Jackass, where he rented a car and just destroyed the shit out of it. Oh, Demolition Derby. Yeah, Demolition oh, Derbies. Okay, we had those. Yeah. yeah. My buddy's da- uh, stepdad got into that shit, and it was like, damn, that's badass to watch as people just fucking shit up. Um, we went to Carowinds quite a few times. I was never a big fan of Carowinds. Really? Nah, we went to go to Myrtle Beach, though, and mm-hmm. they had their... The pavilion. Like, yeah, the pavilion. And the pavilion had the, one of the oldest roller coasters out there. It was all made of wood and shit. My dad's like, we're getting on that fucking thing. And now, as you're an adult, you're just like, but that rickety fucking thing <laughs> could have snapped, killed us all. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I had fun at Carowinds the one time I went, because you're on roller coasters that'll just like just lift you out of your seat. Yeah, well, they had Top Gun, but you didn't have a seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Top Gun. I remember, uh, like... There was two that I just really liked. It was the log, the log run. Yep. And then there was the Scooby Doo. Yes. Because the way it was shaped, it it dips like a bowl, then whips mm-hmm. around, and it gives you a nice little punch. You know, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that actually shows how old you were when you went there too, because the Scooby Doo ride is only for like the the maybe like eight to maybe 13, mm-hmm. 14 kids. I remember yeah. that one distinctly. Yeah. Because it was that nice neon purple it, too. Yeah, the neon uh-huh. purple and green. Yes. <laughs> and then well, they created the uh, virtual rides mm-hmm. where uh, it was the uh, movie theater seating that moved. Yes. yes. And you had... 4D stuff. You had uh, Rolling Thunder, which was like... Uh, it was three screens. It was either like an avalanche ride down or you're being chased by the fucking cops in like a 1930s. <laughs> and, like, You'll never get me, cops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they had the, they had the missing effects and stuff like yeah. that, where you'd get really cold. They'd shoot mist or shoot like some foam shit that probably causes cancer. Like, <laughs> but th- those were always fun. The virtual rides. The beach yeah. has those, and they really amped those up a little bit. Yeah, uh, the Ripley's. The Ripley's. Oh god, the f- I could do a whole episode on Ripley's. <laughs> and anytime, their shit's awesome. Anytime I go to the beach, I like uh, going to like uh, the go kart tracks and stuff Fuck like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we did quite a few of those. Um, but My, now the, the pavilion down in Myrtle Beach, like as trashy as it is, R.I.P. It's, it's gone now. Yeah. No, uh, the thing is, I always like the South Carolina Columbia State Fairs. Mm-hmm. Those were always fun. That's where I always had like all the deep fried Oreos and the donut burgers and now, all when these. When do they usually have their fairs? Is it, like, is it like the tail end of summer? Yeah, yeah. When it when it's blistering fucking hot and you have to buy all the liquids and drinks and shit. Of course, Fuck yeah. We need to go down there. I think it'd be fun. Well, I think we need to make a trip to the Forbidden Taco Bell. <laughs> the Forbidden Taco Bell. That's in West Virginia. I can't, oh, I can't remember what we talked about. This is more something good for you-ish topic. But, uh, but yeah, no, there's like this... Um, I'm sure it's like either photoshopped or just a joke, but there's like this rundown trailer in somewhere in West Virginia that's got like the awning for Taco Bell on it. Oh. It's just called the Forbidden Taco Bell. <laughs> and worst case scenario, we get some fucking tacos. <laughs> the best case scenario. Best yeah, case. I was gonna say that'd be best case scenario. The worst case scenario goes so much fucking longer. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll think about that on the way to Point Pleasant. Right. But, uh, that's, that's the plan. Yeah. But, but the reason I bring up uh, all the state fairs and stuff is the state fairs are the rides that you do kind of observe for a little bit mm-hmm. before you get on because yeah. it always looks cool from a distance but then you kind of sit there and observe it for maybe like a minute you let it go through a whole cycle and you listen to everything mm-hmm. and if too many things are going eh, 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 
<laughs> you're like, yeah, no, no, this doesn't sound like hydraulics. This sounds like metal moving all around that uh, doesn't need to be moving as much. It's kind of like in the uh, the, the action park, Doc. Uh, you're fighting that voice in your head that goes, you're not a pussy. You're not a pussy. You're not a pussy. <laughs> I'm not there to impress anyone. I'm th- no, I'm not there to impress anyone. And I'm not even going to be with a chick there that's like, oh, we won't get on this ride. He's a pussy. No, you're not getting on it either. <laughs> I was thinking about if that. you won't get on it, I'm not getting on it. See, this is all like Carolinas, Tennessee, you know, very southern based kind of. De- oh, deals. it's the same everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean sure. Jeff Jeff Foxworthy said it best. There's rednecks in every city and every state. Very, yeah. So but, th- there are versions of these fairs mm-hmm. everywhere you go. But yeah. this Action Park story is like a very Jersey flavored story too because it's like there's of course there's rednecks in jersey it's like the redneck equivalent like you know um you know side to new york or whatever you yeah. know that's yeah. how it's often portrayed but i don't know it's just like everybody talk in the dock you know has everybody's from jersey and provides their take and uh you know there's like a whole like you know i'm gonna build a theme park and yeah. it's gonna be the best theme park we've ever had yeah and there's like the whole like jersey tone surrounding all of it yeah well jersey that's not me making fun of jersey that's apparently how the motherfucker talked according to some people in this documentary yeah, yeah. but i got the ceo or the guy that built it yeah gene Mulderville. yeah what a what a guy. What, what a, a guy. Visionary. <laughs> I want to see a movie. The Colonel Sanders of fucking theme parks. <laughs> I, want to see, I want to see a movie about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just did, Cap. I mean, like uh, like, like DiCaprio going wolf, full Wolf of Wall oh, Street. Shit. <laughs> this dude. Him just doing a full bump and just scribbling out a hyperloop for the yeah. kids to go through. What are we going to do? We're going to shoot water. Yes. We're going to shoot water in it. I'm going to throw a fucking kid down it. And we'll show you how badass this thing is. Meanwhile, the kid's doing nine G's in the dark. Yeah. Like, this comes out spitting out fucking teeth. Yep. <laughs> I'm a man. And your mom's like, we don't have to do insurance. <laughs> that was wild, too. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, but it like, if you watch it, well, the way I saw it when we first watched it, and we watched it recently. Yes. Is it's the American dream. Yeah. No, you have an, you have an idea and you make it real. And that's what, that's what he did. Now, he wasn't like, a hardcore businessman to begin with but he he did something that's the most 80s fucking thing possible pretty much he skirted government responsibility <laughs> he refused to pay taxes and guess what he built the most lavish fucking theme park it, in the northeast he it didn't really- just skirt laws he completely created his own shit at some point in the documentary it got to the point where they were saying that like he caused the city so much trouble they were like if you pay us this amount we'll leave you the fuck alone like just to buy the land and just mm-hmm. like leave us alone yeah apparently same thing. you could just do that yeah so so what's funny is this happened in my hometown okay um, there was a guy he was he, he created a uh, metal salvage yard a junkyard um and it got to the point where it was so large mm-hmm. that the state's like, look, uh, you can't do this because you're, you're in the city limits of our town. You know? Yeah. And they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to cut off some land. We're going to clear cut it. And you can move all your fucking ratty ass junk shit over there. Right. Dude became one of the biggest businessmen in my hometown. Oh, oh wow. shit. 13 fucking stores. 13 fucking stores had his name engraved on all of them. Wow. Because the government gave, the city gave him land to put 13. his junkyard on. Dude, there was, um, there was a furniture store, uh, multiple thrift stores, a little tiny home grocery store because the big chains hadn't got here yet. Mm-hmm. And dude, dude was every fucking where. Most of them are still open. He had gas stations in his name and shit. 
dude was a fucking businessman. What he did was he basically extorted the, the, the city because he's like, I'm not moving my junkyard. It's a legal spot. You have no laws against it. Yeah. And you can't create a law and then grandfather me into it, which is Fuck true. You. Which is true. <laughs> you can't do that. And dude fucking got free land out the deal. Wow. And with the money he made without having to spend money on that land, dirt in his junkyard, like salvaging, he bought more 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 area. And it's like And just kinda kept going. He kept going. Now uh Gene like, though. Yeah, Gene though, Gene Gene picked a piece of land out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, After buying some ski resorts. Yeah, it was a ski resort, which which is kind of fucked up if you think about it because the ski resort still existed. Mm-hmm. So now he's a, it's a summertime theme park and a dead of winter theme park. So he's doubling up on a scarce of land. Uh, Carowinds tries to do this in October when the summer and spring is over. With Scarowinds. With yeah. Scarowinds. And now they actually have like winter bashes and stuff like that where they get like live music and firework shows. And- well, that's smart, you know, because yeah. the theme park, if you think about it, is a terrible business model and the fact that it's seasonal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seasonal stuff doesn't last long, you know, unless you're a spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Which, right. why they're not year-round, I have no idea because they would make money year-round. Oh, you know yeah. they fucking would, oh, people yeah. like us. <laughs> oh, man, where'd you go? Man, we went to the movie theater and we decided to walk into Spirit Halloween because it's where they are. They're yeah. always near a movie theater. You ever notice that? Yep. A spirit Halloween is always in some defunct grocery store that's <laughs> near a movie theater. Um, well, well, the thing is, the reason they do well year-round is because, again, for people like us, where we want to do like video content, mm-hmm. what a better place to run and go grab some props or a quick costume (laughs) and action park i think it's a great idea what what boulder hill wanted to do was a carefree theme park do it yourself theme do it yourself theme park and he did technically like everything he made had no regulation had no fucking like stern ideas as quoting the documentary, fringe, <laughs> yeah, fringe uh, uh, designs, yes. yes, fringe architects. Uh, when you think of fringe architecture, <laughs> or just the word fringe, like uh, fringe chefs are people who like cook people. Uh, <laughs> fringe bankers are people who make loan sharks real. Like right. fringe artists are the ones that make art, and you really look at it and you go. Is that made of people? Can't put that in a museum. It's like, you're, it's like <laughs> is that a dick made of period blood? Yeah. Mm. It's like you were uh, talking about earlier, where like these uh, French engineers, you know, could get hired at Disney World or because they came from fucking like Ukraine or yeah. fucking Albania <laughs> or Siberia or some fucked up spot where like yeah that yeah we made that real. It's like I'm an engineer. Where'd you get your uh, doctor from? Um, I graduated. I uh, got from high school. I graduated high school. <laughs> well, and clearly these people didn't really have a lick of common sense anyway, because one of the most nefarious. Um, not even rides, but just one of the nefarious um, uh, slides they had was literally that loop to do loop de loop slide you're talking about, where Mulville literally draws it on a napkin, mm-hmm. shows it to a guy, and goes, "Make this." That's Spinal Tap when they mm-hmm. says, "Make Stonehenge, make this Stonehenge prop." <laughs> yeah, like and how it work out for them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I also love the 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 story of. They ran a whole bunch of test dummies through it, and mm-hmm. when they stopped coming out decapitated or missing limbs, then they're like, "Okay, now we'll put real kids through this." And the motherfuckers like standing out there near the front of it, going hundred bucks for whoever wants to do a test ride. Yeah, these are the and you employees. Have to think, yes, this isn't even two thousand twenty-two hundred bucks. Like a hundred bucks today even sounds like, hmm. 
Well, not maybe for this, but just in general, if someone's offering you a hundred bucks for something, you're just like, eh, no, nah, you're gonna do bucks. it for more. Not nah, nowadays, two hundred bucks ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on what it is. Going down that fucking sheet, but. Nah. Think about 16-year-old kid, 1984, 1984, 100 bucks. Goddamn right, yelling Reagan, free America, fucking... That's what I'm saying, dude. (laughs) Just fucking doing it, dude, and come out kicking out some teeth. I don't need them teeth. I got $100. Uh I can buy new teeth, motherfucker. (laughs) A tooth is fit as in. Yeah, like, it ain't shit to me. And... Oh man, watching that it just it just screams like OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> well see, okay. Not to get too far ahead of it, but it's like of course the reason the documentary is me is because it was nefarious uh for tons and tons and tons of inter- of injuries and death and everything else. They were getting sued left and right. Why why wasn't OSHA getting involved in just being like, I don't give a fuck who says you have immunity. We're shutting this shit down now. So during the Reagan years, uh, federal regulation, along with state regulation of businesses, had, were very lax um, because it was seen as government intrusion to step in and tell you how to fix your shit. Oh, and Gene was very much against that, even creating his own uh, insurance company, his own fake insurance company, to just so he didn't have to pay insurance. It's a a very Republican ideal where it's like, we don't want any government involvement with anything we do. Yeah, it's a very, it's a a large step in the opposite direction of the Lincoln years. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, no, it, it was the Reagan era you know that's how it was you know there's this there's, you see this a lot in just the 80s history along with like the late 60s early 70s history of lax regulation of uh poor management mm-hmm. and lack of responsibility uh across the board uh pan am did this oh god yeah pan am uh deregulated that, that would be a whole episode just on pan am yeah um and then you have uh, places like Union Carbide in the 80s. There's a lot of, like, if you just type in Union Carbide, it's a horror story. I need to, like, yeah, I need to yeah. read up on that, uh, too. They killed a whole village. Oh, fuck. <laughs> in the middle of the night. But, uh, no, it's, it's... In the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> Chemicals burning bright. <laughs> uh, but, I was killing in my sleep. <laughs> uh but that's that's this is epitome of what the '80s were, you know. Fast times, good times. We've all had our share. Yeah, <laughs> lots of drugs. Yeah, and that's what it was. This is this is this is the capital of the '80s. Yeah, Action Park, and I think because with, the carefree nature of this park attracted mm-hmm. basically kids. yes kids and the most rowdiest you know thrill seeking kids. I mean, there was a special on Headbangers Ball on mm-hmm. you know just how crazy it was. Yeah. And not only you see the guy from, guys from uh, Allison Chains, from yes, <laughs> and uh, and Ricky Rockman, which is now a North mm-hmm. Carolina resident. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I just find it also utterly hilarious that not only was it the mecca for thrill seeking rock and roll Satan Satan kids, mm-hmm. those same kids were running the fucking place. Yeah employed by like 15 to 18 year olds well this is like um so not only are you dealing with dangerous rides and dangerous situations when shit goes south you're also dealing with a pimply faced 16 year old going oh dude that sucks well, we're actually we're actually about to see that uh-huh. in our generation very soon because of uh the employee shortage that we're suffering right. especially in these 
like fast food restaurants and stuff, they're dropping the age limit from written approval for 15 year olds to 14 year olds. Oh shit. As workers. So what you're about to see is a lot of miscommunication, safety issues uh, from teenagers (laughs) at McDonald's, at McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Arby's, whatever the fuck. Yeah, because their brains are literally not developed yet. But like, it's like, it's, what, what is it scientifically proven that like the regular adult brain does not fully finish maturing until they're like twenty five or twenty six, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so you're dealing with someone that's not even halfway through, or maybe just a little over halfway through with their brain development. Are, you're doing like, you need to make sure and follow all these OSHA laws and you know food safety regulations. These are go. children. Yeah, you know, go. <laughs> but it's. It's for some people, it's going to be a necessity because nobody in their 30s or late 20s or over is going to work at a fast food joint for nine dollars an hour. There's no feasible way to live like no. that. No, not at all. Um, I mean, I would honestly just go on unemployment before I did that. And not even, even out of like, a, I can't work a burger joint, my ego. It's just like the amount of time, energy spent versus money back. No, there's yeah. no way. Um, and they'll they'll kick you off unemployment if you don't. Unless yep, that's fucking yeah. crazy. Is you, you gotta get, look. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep looking. But other than that, I think it, it does create a very violent environment too. When it's all kids and one giant old man with a <laughs> cattle prod. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, cat, uh, James the cattle prod. This was a great deterrent. <laughs> I, yes. so, this is something I one hundred percent agree with. <laughs> with this crazy ass man and his kid run part was he would take a cattle prod and tell this kid he's like look what you're going to do is you're going to ask him if they got tickets you don't got tickets you fucking shot the fuck out of it and that proves to the rest of them they better have the fucking tickets but but the uh, hook of it all is like it wasn't like charged like it was a fake cattle prod or something like it was an act and he did as an act to begin with and then fucking parents got pissy and bitched and moaned I love the way they tell it in the documentary he's like one of the old workers there was telling the story and he was just like you know he does it to himself freaks me out he's like hey kid calm down it's fake look and then tells the story that you just told and he was just like ha yeah yeah sure thing and he goes like a week later he was on vacation gets like a phone call or like comes back in or like gets notified he's just like there's yeah. some parents here saying people are getting fucking shocked to death yeah <laughs> and he's just and I know him he immediately in that moment was just like god Damn it, Gene. <laughs> it's like, no ticket. <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones. <laughs> no ticket, no laundry. <laughs> and the thing was, it's like, the first time watching it, I'm sitting here going like, yeah, that is pretty funny. I don't know. I might do something like that. But then at the same time, when you do take that step back, think about like the outside person looking at this. Mm. They just didn't have a ticket for the lift. And he killed him for this. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Action. Action. <laughs> uh Another part of this is during the some of the people we see interviewed are all comedy actors. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville, Jimmy Kimmel, the the guy with the glasses. That's mm-hmm. a comedy writer. He's yep. a legit comedy writer. And the Allison, what's her face, has been in a ton of movies yeah, she, too. Yeah, she's been in uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, but um, it's it's funny seeing them that in that because you know th- it's something that goes back to when we were like very young. This kind of like fly by night parenting. It's like, yeah, go out in the woods. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And, you know, they were talking about they're the last of it. And I'm just like, not quite the last, but for sure. We'll see. I found it interesting you said that because as soon as you said that, my brain started working on that a similar thought. 
I don't think it was. It was. It's almost kind of like just almost the end of an era. Mm-hmm. The versions of it are still around. Because yeah. think about it, there was kids all all over the place sneaking out, driving cars, drinking, doing all that kid shit, and the parents aren't paying attention. That happens all the time. It's not like all of a sudden we're in a new age of every parent paying uber attention to their children. Yeah. No, we we have we have fucking sixteen year old parents, you know. So it's like when they get to be about fucking thirty, they're done. They're not paying attention to their sixteen year old anymore. Like they weren't being paid attention to. They they pull down what they were taught. So there's always going to be generations of it, but kids aren't running into the woods to play anymore. Yeah, because they got computers and shit exactly. like that. Exactly. They're getting into other shit. So again, yeah, it may have been the real er- end of the era if you think, of if you think, run out in the woods, meet up with some friends, and get into trouble. Now it's spend some time in your room, text your group chat, find some trouble, sneak out, and you know do shit then. Oh, if you think about it, because of the you know the boom of the technology era you know we go from oh no it's dangerous to play outside within the woods there might be a killer in the woods right oh yeah there ain't no killer in the woods no more motherfuckers no. in a chat room yeah <laughs> yeah he's on the face space mm-hmm. the my book <laughs> it's safer out in the woods yeah the instacart or whatever honestly <laughs> honestly that's the kind of fucked up thing is sometimes it is safer just in the middle of the woods than it is online and it is in you know i will say there isn't much for kids to do no, anywhere, there isn't really. Anywhere. So there's no, like, I remember being able to, when I was probably 16, we were still able to get on school property and use the baseball field. Right. Or the football field or whatever. Not anymore. There's a fence around every goddamn school as tall as me. Yep. Like, why the fuck? You, it's public land that should be used, you know. For public and pulling it and back to used it and pulling it back to like action park and theme park related. It's like admission to that place was probably what three bucks a day, three bucks maybe. Yeah. You know, small price to pay just for a little admission, just to go hang out with your friends. Carowinds for a single day. What was it cap? Like 50, 60 bucks, something like that. Yeah, and then you have to pay twenty for parking uh-huh. and everything else. So it's even like so we. Even though in our backyard, so to speak, we have one of these huge meccas that kids could go hang out in, but. At the end of the day, you're spending 150, 200 bucks. Yeah, you're getting priced out of, you know, of an event. Exactly. So, so, it's, so you know, we can't sit here and go, oh, well, Charlotte doesn't have anything. Well, technically, we have it. It's just like you said, it's completely priced out of a traditional kids hangout price point. And our malls here suck. Uh, you know, they all they all want to be nice, fancy, and ritzy. There's nothing fun for kids to hang out with. There's no like cool game stops or you know interesting shit like I that. I remember when they built, and the- even GameStop sucks now. So yeah. it's like fuck. I remember when they built the brand new theater in my hometown. And they had it for years. Now it's closed. It's gone. They knocked it down, put up a, uh, a Nissan joint. No, that was so worth it. Um, the day they put up no loitering signs was the beginning of the end. Yep. Because now, because they had an arcade inside. If you can't go outside in the night, you know, just, it's technically a safe place because of all the people there. Yeah. And people are going in, watching movies, coming out, going to the arcade, hanging out outside, bullshitting with your friends because... You got to no catch re- some air. Yeah, but there's, no, there's, no, there's no restaurants outside at that point. There were no restaurants. There was no place to hang out. There were bars, but you can't be under 21 even to enter the motherfucker at nighttime. So there's no real safe spot to go. And then they put up no loitering signs. It's like, you guys are dead. Yeah. 
few more years, you're going to be shut down. People aren't going to be wearing, going to come to the movies because you put up a stupid fucking sign. And I understand loitering can be bad, but they're not like homeless marauders. You know? Yeah, I was going to say there's a difference between <laughs> loot money to hang out. Like they, yeah. they got their money, let them stand on the sidewalk for a little bit longer. Yeah, the, it it only becomes a problem if they're harassing other people, and then it's like you just deal with that on a case by case basis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my hometown had that same problem again when my parents were younger was mm-hmm. they put up no cruising signs. Mm-hmm. My hometown was great for just driving up and down the the broad, Broadway or yeah, something or, for uh, them to do. Yeah, just something to ride around, see some people on the sidewalk, holler Sunday drive. Yeah. Or like midnight driving, you know, everybody was out at night, you know, they had bars where you could sit outside and they got rid of that shit and guess what? Whole goddamn town died. So that action park ran that town yeah they yeah. basically owned it he, yeah. he like literally owned that land yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of wild wild country just a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, but, which was a cult <laughs> it's it like its own little town too yeah, like you know, people like not only was like a park but you can go drink and like, they had their own bar set up and everything too and you got to think about what that's like living near kira winds mm-hmm. or where it's at you know or emerald point or six flags you know if you're just there how fucking insane it is yeah. at that time of year. And you're just like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Well, one of my exes used to live like a few neighborhoods away from there. She said, oh, yeah. It, it, during like peak season, she had to plan which way she was going to get home because there was an alternate way through the neighborhood through a different road. And she was like, if she was closing that night, she's like, there was no way because it was going to be right about the time they were letting out. And she's like, there was no way she was going to get through that. In, Did you guys ever go to like the uh, Renaissance Fair and stuff, which is like a thing. That's the same park. Still, I've, I've never, never really been to a Renaissance Fair. It kind That's of neat. falls back in my whole, no, not that much interest in history. And that just yeah. felt like a history fair. That's <laughs> probably fun. They're supposed to be like super fun. A lot of craft. Yeah, I've craft been to stuff. a Greek festival. Did you eat their nasty potato salad? <laughs> I ate all the food and it was amazing. Yeah. They'll get they'll get they'll get potato salad from the Greeks. It's disgusting. <laughs> One of the worst things I've ever eaten in my goddamn life. Why do you not like it? Because they put vinegar in it. Yeah, vinegar's good. Yeah, in certain things, not when you're eating potato salad. <laughs> I was picturing the texture of it now. It's, it's, it's like very, it's be- very acidic. It's becoming another food podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> But well, you know what they had? You know what they had at Action Park? Still hot dogs. Fuck yeah. yeah, I know. One of the other <laughs> stories. One of the other stories they told was uh, they they were so bad about over ordering food and then not ordering enough that they were having to deal with like stale hot dog buns all the time. And that they would boil water and put a colander on top, put the hot dog buns in the colander to steam them, and it would basically make them moist enough to where you couldn't tell. That the hot dog buns were stale anymore. That's no different than taking a pack of hot dogs and put them under a heat lamp. Yeah. <laughs> That's no difference. Like it just heats the bag up, and the moisture in the bag just fucking softens everything out. <laughs> what I also love about it is uh, with it being ran by teens, all the stories about like the parties the action mm. park uh, crew would have, and, again, like, just run by kids. And the and the legendary shack the that was shack. apparently near the the yeah. alpine slide or whatever. Mm. And, yeah, and, and they said it just reeked of like backpacks weed feet and like ball sweat mm-hmm. just walking in just be like oh it stinks like sex in here yeah and, and, and i'm sitting here going I'm, and i'm agreeing with the guy going like yeah who the fuck wants to fuck in here but then i'm also sitting here going horny 14 15 16 yeah. year olds got it <laughs> i've been there 
What a fucked in there too. And they're all <laughs> drinking and smoking and all this shit too. Oh, like yeah. What the guy says, either you're going in there to finger someone or you're getting fingered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going into other shit. Oh yeah, and like one of the uh, one of the girls that worked there that was being interviewed, she's like, I was not one of these people, but from what I heard, and no. I'm sitting, you're going like, uh huh, nope. She nope. got fingered the most. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knew about you. My, God, I like to hear like, the, like a doctor's sink. All the hands have been in there. <laughs> What's the uh, one ride where they talk about how the you know water just kind of goes up your butthole after the, the end? Uh, of the, the 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 slide. The was, slide where everybody was, just kind of walks funny as soon as they get up. And that one guy he brought up a good point because if you look at it real carefully, uh, it's on rollers. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically a uh, pack roller slide. So it's built the same way as you would with loading cargo. You ever seen those little wheeled? things where you're shooting a box down the chute and it's got yeah. wheels on it. Yeah. That's what it was. It's a tight knit group of wheels with water. And that guy was like, man, fuck that, man. You get a finger caught in that motherfucker. Cause it's yeah. there's spacing in there. Yeah. And that's all it was. He's like, fuck that. And he turned away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to slide my ass out of here. <laughs> yeah. And that was the same one that I'm like looking at it and like, they didn't even round off the edges. There's like sharp as fuck points to this mm-hmm. thing. And I'm like, come on. Again, fringe engineering. <laughs> fringe engineering. So what did you, what do you know for design? Oh, I don't, uh, I did read the, uh, the spinal cracker at Six Flags. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. It didn't last long. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that reminds me of like, I, I brought it up to some friends before. I think it was the, of the pussy names they give roller coasters nowadays. So fucking stupid. Top Gun had one of the greatest names ever. Yeah. But none of them are like the Spinal Crusher. Yeah. Like, the Cobra. Yeah, the Cobra. The Nutcracker, or uh, the Thundercracker. That was, that. Was, me and Ken stayed up all night just thinking of fucked up names. You know, the Whiplash. Yeah. You that know, sounds awesome. The, the Thundercracker. The Thundercracker. <laughs> you know. Uh, Bull Whip. You mm-hmm. know, just the cool fucking names. And it's just like, oh, what's this one called? Oh, this one's called the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Is there ghosts? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> It'll make you say zoinks. Why not call it Velma's curvy ass? And just, just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jinkies. Yeah, jinkies. And I love like all the pools that like you jump from are at least 20 feet high. Oh, yeah. The... the um, the main, the one of the biggest ones was the slide that dropped you into a Springfield mm-hmm. pool, which was ice cold and filled with trout. <laughs> yes, from a from a ten foot drop minimum. Yeah, and you're just getting shocked as soon as you fucking hit the water because it's like fifty degrees. And, and that's the thing that I'm sitting here thinking on too. It's like you know, at the apartment here, we've got a pool, you know, which mm-hmm. is going to be really nice during the summertime. Chill out by the pool, but I am a bitch when it comes to pool water. I do not like the cold. I, I'm not one of those people that can just jump in and be like, I'll adapt. No, I do the slow grandpa walk into the <laughs> pool. And when it gets up to the nuts, it's the ha you know, and all that shit. I do not do well with cold water. As soon as I was wa- I was watching that documentary and they said that they were just plunging in and that normal people were saying that it was freezing cold. I'm like, no, I would be one of those people that would lock up and drown. I would yeah. die. I, I would just die. I'm great <laughs> at buoyancy. I'm great at swimming. I can survive. No, I would lock up and die. <laughs> Was I gonna say they got the well in the water too? It's like I'm sure it's none of it was like sanitary either. No, because they talk about the wave pool. It's filled with uh, uh, runoff, yeah, mud, human waste, human waste, blood, and and, uh, gore. Yes, these that were very, very liberally gore. Well, (laughs) rightfully so because in the middle of them. 
having a fun old day in the fucking wave pool. All of a sudden, they stop it to check for bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure as shit, there's a body. Casually. Yeah, Casual. so, so yeah, gore is probably the right word to use for that. No, one employee uh, was talking about how uh, he read about, you know, an accident in a newspaper. And, uh, you know, after working there like X amount of years, it finally hit him going like, oh, wow, this place might actually be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, too. So let's actually talk about the documentary part of it for a minute. What do you guys think of like the way they presented things? Because they were definitely trying. They they presented it in a certain light. I believe it's fair. I mean, mm, it, kind of, it, it showed the good and the bad. Yeah, which you don't get with a lot of documentaries. Yeah, there was none of that weird cutaway where like some first forty eight city confidential shit is like dun dun, or the the weird from the violins or anything, and it's just like and four people were killed by rocks, yeah. and it's like no, no, there was a lot of like sprinkled in like hey this is an attraction that people loved. This isn't a cult documentary like some people are like, oh no, everything was good. We were taking LSD, worshiping Jesus, and then we saw Santa this fuck fest and everything got weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's not like that. It, it's a fa- This is one of the few fair and balanced actually documentaries I've actually seen in a very long time where mm-hmm. it's like, no, here's the good. Kids were making money. Kids were having a fun time. Even the adults. They even said the adults had a great time because yeah. they had the beer tents and shit like that. There was the tram. It was a two-sided park. Oh, yeah. So, we'll, we'll get to that part in but a second, like, too. It is, that's the good. And then here's the bad. I mean, even the the, sto- ba- the people who died. The, the, yeah. you know, they cracked a few eggs and make this omelet. But this is, this is what it is. And even when they told the story about Gene himself, you know, they got everybody saying, like, uh, everybody's saying everything like oh he was a cool guy and then you cut to uh, one of the victims that died uh, the mother saying he was a piece of shit yeah you know we can't bury this motherfucker fast enough like yeah <laughs> and then uh, you got testimony from uh, one lady that was like a newspaper writer or a mm-hmm. columnist that got fired because of Gene you know talking about him in a different light you know towards the end of the doc where he sees a different or she saw a uh, different side yeah, of him and everything she, too because that's the thing about bad people they're they're not all fucking bad like humans are just complicated yeah you know? like you, you're gonna get if you did a documentary like this with anybody else it'd like, be like he's a piece of shit or he was the greatest yeah and that's you know, that's how it's ever. always gonna be uh, another documentary like this was the one about bob ross yep. bob ross great guy give you the shirt off his back but he liked cheating on his wife yeah like, same, same so with he likes uh, having a happy little uh, side hustle yeah. <laughs> that was everybody in the, we're just gonna, that was everybody in the 70s we're just gonna put a little happy uh, side piece right here <laughs> he just wanted a happy little side piece uh huh yeah no one wants to be lonely <laughs> but like it's 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 good to have that in a documentary because mm-hmm. we see the guy who created the park and the terrible things that happened and then we get the people who were there that balance everything out. Right. And it works out. Like, this is a very well-made documentary. Even It is HBO. They don't make really bad documentaries. I've never seen a bad no. one from HBO. Uh, well, the reason I bring that up is because, uh, again, we've watched this well over a year ago, nearly almost two years ago now. Um, and since then, there's also been other YouTube reviews of this documentary that have popped out. It's, and, of course, you know, I fall for every little clickbait thing. And, and the thing is, is a lot of the people I watch, I can tell it's an intentionally clickbaity title. So I'm sitting here going, like, okay, I might enjoy their humor since they're trying to make it clickbait. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them that was said, um, Class Action Park is a super toxic documentary. And it had, like, a whole bunch of, like, the exclamation points and question marks. So I'm mm-hmm. like... Okay, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what he's got to say. 
and he kind of held true to it. He he still kind of carried that kind of narrative, but it was kind of an interesting take, which was they almost seem to have been glorifying it too much in certain aspects. And that was kind of his crux of it. But the glorification is justified because they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that See, that kind of shit right there really bothers the fuck out of me when people are like, oh, it's toxic. Motherfucker, you weren't there. Yeah. All right? You could say how toxic something is from afar, like some armchair general or some shit, but no. Nah, bro. You weren't fucking there. Yeah, the guys that were there were, were uh, saying things like, you know, it was, it was fucked up, mm-hmm. but it was great, you know. It's still, it's like, it doesn't mean it wasn't like super fucked up and we laugh it off, you know, like it was nothing, but, you know. But like some of the people that were there are in the documentary talking about like, hey, I had a great time, but I also saw bad shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm not glorifying. I'm just telling you like it was. If you say shit like, oh, no, there's a toxic place, then what's that say about the people who went there? Well, because they were also referencing uh, near the end of it, a lot of the people being interviewed were like oh i wish we still had a place like action park today you know i wish that today's youth would have something kind of similar and i never got that vibe you didn't no i got the vibe like hey this is what the world used to be like yeah it's not worse or better it's just this is what happened back then Mm -hmm. and 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 then the girl say i love what the girl says she has a great analogy she's like in the 80s no one gave a fuck about your feelings they didn't. You know why? Because they were high or drunk or fucked up all the time trying to die at a theme park. Yeah. <laughs> okay? There's no reason for that shit. And again, I'm just quoting the, uh, the, yeah, that guy's yeah, video. That. This isn't my... Because you know my stance yeah. on the whole thing. I love I love the whole bit. But no, that was kind of his... Stand. And the, that was the only part I kind of agree with is I do think that the, there was one guy they were uh, interviewing. It was the guy that uh, he was bald in current day and he was like posed in front of his car and his boat. The lifeguard guy. Yeah. He was the only one that seemed like he was like getting a little bit of enjoyment, kind of reminiscing about all these kids' tortures. It's like, yeah, we'd uh we'd kinda do this, that, and the other, yada yada yada. And the thing was is like you could see like his like jockey broness kind of coming out some and like I said this when we were watching it, is I love the cutaway of like, you know, a producer or something behind the cameras being like, So what do you do for a living now? Oh, I'm I I I work in law. Or you yeah. know, he's like he's like a banker, like something super, super mm-hmm. like, you know, high ranking like, stocks. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I, I love the documentary, and I honestly wish that there was something kind of similar for just kids to go hang out in. Because we also have something kind of smaller around town. I forget what exactly what it's called, but it's kind of like a mega putt-putt place. Yeah. But it's like so run down and like nothing to really do there. Plus, it's like a bitch to get to. Mm-hmm. Well, kids like playing in the water and going to the beach. And, you know, they talked about how like a... So the the quote unquote poor kids that couldn't afford to go to the beach would go and spend their summers in Action Park. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, kind of what what but, I took away from it. It's just a haven for those that you know that couldn't afford to do you know what their rich friends were doing or going to the beach or whatever. And there was a lot of places like that in the eighties. Yeah, um, you know I've talked about it before. Like the mall, of my hometown was was it. That was the place to go loiter, hang mm-hmm. out with your friends. Uh, go shopping, go do whatever. And there was a putt-putt place right fucking behind it. Mm-hmm. There was a movie theater down the road. You could walk. We had sidewalks. You know, a million fucking stores between there and there. You can hang out in the parking lot, smoke some weed. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Right? No one's going to hassle you. You know, what? that's that's another thing that's fucked up is there's always going to be that one person who's going to make it a hassle mm-hmm. because they're not part of it or they're not having fun like you are. And it's just like, ah, fuck them. 
party crasher. The party crasher. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> what's uh, what's probably one of the rides from Action Park you'd like to actually see show up at like a random state fair or like coming soon to Carowinds? The Hyperloop. The blank. Mm. The Hyperloop. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to think of something other than the Hyperloop. Doing too. nine Gs in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is, from the outside looking in, that Alpine slide honestly does yeah, look the Alpine fun. Slide, it looks looks great, but a lot of it is you better learn to shift your fucking weight. I'm a big so, guy, so I think if I come tumbling off that motherfucker, I'll be all right. But like, <laughs> like, if I see this motherfucker doing 65 <laughs> at a 90 degree angle, I'm gonna like, move your hips. <laughs> I like to... I like tubes though. So if they had like the uh, the tube ride, the one oh, the one where it jettisons out the mountain. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Or or the uh, the um, water enema ride. Yeah, the one that, where it's like super <laughs> the slide. Yeah, yeah. Like, where it's like super super steep and like as soon as you're getting up, you're having to pick out the wedgie for an hour. Yeah. You can see uh, Jerry Cantrell from Mouse and Change just kind of struggling uh-huh. to uh, <laughs> hold the speedo think, together. It kind of makes me think if uh, depending on what time of era they went there uh, when they hit that hyperloop, if one of them got stuck in there and just wrote the lyrics "The Man in a Box." Ah! <laughs> man in a box. <laughs> I don't think tubes are you know good enough lyric for. Man in a tube. Yeah. Uh, man in a box sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> Put water up my butt. I bet you there's a B-side track they made that's about Action Park. You know there is. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I said, the, the, the Alpine slide, though, if there was just a way they could make it like a little bit safer, I would mm-hmm. totally do it. But just... Well, and also can't really say that I would do it mainly because uh, it's been closed as of five years ago in twenty uh, May twenty ninth, twenty sixteen. Damn. Yep. So it it uh, initially ran uh, from seventy eight for uh, forty three. No, not forty three years. It ran from seventy eight to ninety six, mm-hmm. and then twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good run though for yeah. some you know niche. You know, theme park out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. that wasn't combined with like Disney or Six Flags. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just kind of running back over the uh, the list here, and the thing is, and it's kind of fucked up because as soon as you click on the little tab for fatalities, it's just like boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, six people are known to have died directly or indirectly from the rides at Action Park. And the thing is, is I'm like looking through here. It's like 19 year old, 15 year old, 27 year old. That was the, uh, that was the, um, the 27 year old had fear. Well, no, the 27 year old <laughs> was the one with the kayak that got zapped that, in the uh, damn lake. Yeah. Now let's talk about that the for a second. The true kayak experience. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that for a second. So they had uh, propellers underwater, underwater, underwater to, fans, yeah. yeah, to move the water to make it more, you know like a fun kayaking experience just a little chop just a little chop <laughs> but apparently this guy tips over and like the edge of the kayak punctures the side of one of the fans and like he was close enough to it or was touching yeah, so, it and it zapped him so there's a good example because it like this wasn't grounded this happens this actually happens a lot with people who own in-ground pools uh they don't have proper uh material to go around the uh lights uh-huh. of an indoor pool there's actually a device people buy. They throw in the water. If it turns red, that means there's electricity flowing through the water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because it's not properly shielded. Yeah. Because uh, this actually happens a lot. <laughs> uh, if you don't read about it, <laughs> if you just look up people who've died in in-ground swimming pools because of electricity. Yeah. Um, it's actually a common occurrence. So electricity can uh, dissipate for so many feet, depending on 
the you know the ph of the water right, right. um and one guy makes this very clear when he's talking about the wave pool it's like hey when you're in the ocean since it's a salt water you're more buoyant you know you're not going to be fucking murdered off a little wave this one you're struggling because you're sinking it's fresh water yeah and again um, this is all from the mind of somebody with no knowledge of how any of this works i don't need to loop, loop. and having people that have no idea how to put it all together and with no insurance fringe designers. for when fringe anything goes designers. wrong <laughs> fringe insurance company yeah when i think of fringe designer i think of the guy who's designing like a holocaust camp <laughs> oh he been, uh, the, oh so you can't design fun camps anymore no this is for concentration. <laughs> um, I'm just like, oh my god! He found some like ex-Nazi theme park guy, right? Who survived the uh, the purge and was just like, oh yeah, this this is Klaus. Klaus makes the best theme parks. We don't use his real name. Yeah, <laughs> it won't snap your neck. It won't snap your neck. Um, it kind of reminds me of the guy who created the uh, the roller coaster that helps you commit suicide. The what? <laughs> so this guy, he designed a roller coaster. He didn't build it, but he designed it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a roller coaster that kills you through uh, sheer momentum. Yep. Uh, it starts off with a large loop. Yeah. And then it slowly keeps looping and keeps looping. Until, until, until it's, it's like smaller loops. Yeah. Eventually you die. Because it's, you know, it's forcing blood from your brain. God damn. But... <laughs> I love that. Good. Thank you, dude. Roller coaster tycoon. Huh? That's what kill all your patrons. That's really what Action Park makes me think of. Some douchebag on roller coaster tycoon. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, someone that just did a fat rail and nice good bit of meth and was like, "Fuck it." Fun fact: If you build a uh, if you build a uh, a theme park in roller uh, roller coaster tycoon, Mm -hmm. and you uh, create a roller coaster that goes into an opposing park Mm -hmm. and has no railing. Uh, you can actually shoot dead bodies into their park, and their park will fail quicker, and you will win the game. Because <laughs> you're basically shooting dead bodies. You actually win that way. Well, speaking of, one speaking of, of other, speaking land. of dead bodies, well, not even speaking of dead bodies, but talking about shooting it across the way. One of the other amazing things about Action Park was that the Murder park world. was split down the middle by a major highway. 95. Yep. Like what? I like maybe it's because I've only been to like King's Dominion and Carowinds. Mm-hmm. But like Carowinds has the whole niche thing of like, you know, ooh, you could stand in North and South Carolina at the same time, which side note, their insurance must be insane. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's a it's a tri-state insurance they have. <laughs> but still, it's like, you know, that that's what their whole hook is. This hook is you want to get to the other side of the park, cross the freeway. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, they had the they had the uh, the uh, tram bridge, mm-hmm. and that was another thing. I don't know if you really focused on the tram bridge. It was like it was like the size of this like this part of the couch. Yep. Yeah. And you sat on it, and there's a single rail underneath, and it was it, it didn't look like it had seat belts. No. But it just just whenever, like sit your ass down, go. Yeah. Uh, I swear you can come the, uh, drink beer and uh, drive go karts at sixty miles an hour. Yeah. The the. What was it called? What is it called? The motor, uh, motor governors, Mo- uh, motor city. No, uh, it's motor world. Motor I forget world. what the what they call the go karts, but the governor inside of them can be turned off. Yep, and you can hit max speed a little over sixty. Yep. So the employees would turn them off, and after a nice couple rounds of beers, take them down on the freeway. Oh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Fast <Actually>. and furious. <laughs> then what? That compels that compares and compare. Uh, Pales in comparison. Yeah, to the speedboats. Oh my god, yes. I forgot about speed speed I can give a fuck about some dude on a go-kart. You give me this dude in a little fucking 
speed run of coke coke mobile right yeah some miami vice shit yeah fucking just rolling down there and you hit the fucking throttle as far as you can as hard oh, as you fuck can yeah, on an outboard motor uh-huh oh my god Dude, like, this is <laughs> first time I got on like a speedboat, like a like a like a jet ski. I'm like, this must be what cocaine feels like. Yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, Burt Kreischer bit. He goes, uh, "Do you want to feel like a white person?" He goes, "You can feel like a rich white person at any time." He goes, "Just rent a jet ski. <laughs> it takes no license. Mm-hmm. You don't have to show any paperwork. You just hand them some cash. They hand you a key. You get on. You're like." <laughs> It does sound like the most cracker thing to do. Is like, oh, you know, yeah. Like jet ski. Uh-huh. He's like, so if you want to just feel like a rich white person, just rent a jet and ski. And that was another thing I noticed. There weren't a lot of people wearing life jackets. Of course not. Nope. It was the 80s, man. Yeah. But like they're talking about the giant four-foot snakes, black snakes they had up there. Yeah. And the, oil, and the water that was oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and how dur- during like the wait for one of the rides, there was like a notorious beehive that they could never get rid of. Mm-hmm. And just like. But you can't hire an exterminator or some shit. Out, uh, Fuck no. It's a bunch of 15-year-olds. They're just like, oh, watch out for the bees. <laughs> the, tar, the Tarzan uh, yes. jump had mm-hmm. the one of the bees. And yeah, just like, yeah. That was like Damn. the most popular one, apparently. Yeah. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Yeah. Yeah, they're just sitting here and just like, watch out for the bees, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to think to call an exterminator. They walked over to it. They were like, can we I set them poked it with a fucking stick. We, can, we set, can we set it on fire? Yeah. They threw a couple matches at it, and they're like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> All wanna, right. Oh, well. I guess we have bees over there. I want to see this movie now. Just the action part movie with all these teenagers. We had one, and it sucked. What are you Johnny Knoxville? Yes. No, that movie sucked. Johnny Knoxville tried making this? a movie. Uh, it wasn't called Action Park, uh, but it was like something kind of close to that. But it was supposed to be based on like all the nefarious stories of Action Park, yeah. like all the all the all the positive things, and like the death is supposed to be kind of played up like jackass injury kind of stuff. Okay, so and, I don't remember this. Yeah, it, it was like. Remember when they were trying to do the um, from the studios of Jackass or from Jackass Studios presents yeah. Bad Grandpa? Exactly. You know, this was supposed to be another Jackass Studios presents type movie. Mm. It, it did not do well. What about uh, did they have like a uh, a Gene uh, based character? Oh yeah, yeah, and that that's kind of like what Johnny was playing, and it's like in there there was like just the kids were running the show. He was coming up with stupid ass you know things. It just. It, it just didn't land. It just wasn't a good. And movie. here I was going like, this would be a brilliant movie. It, it would be under good hands, just not Johnny Knoxville. Well, and it seems like Johnny Knoxville would do a good version of it. It just he he just did not. I did yeah. not think so. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's what I kind of like about the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it did show like, hey, there was consequences to this dumbass action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people do have a good time, and that's with everything really. Like, we see that a lot growing up with. Uh, like toys, mm-hmm. you know. Oh man, look at all this badass toys! But this kid, you know, played with it wrong and he died. Yeah, <laughs> like lawn darts. Yeah, yeah. Um, you used to be able to sell weighted long metal spiked objects, and you told kids to throw them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yo yo, how many how many times did you see some kid popped in the fucking mouth of one of those goddamn things? Oh yeah. Yeah, we actually well, had, we still sell those. Yeah, but still, a, oh yo yo is actually a weapon. <laughs> It, it, it's not just a play thing. Like when it was first made, it was a fucking weapon. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I was throw picturing like a being used like a ninja star or some shit like that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's it kind of goes. Batman uses yo-yos. Bat yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> Bat yo. <laughs> um, but you know, with them showing all the bad stuff, it kind of level. It kind of grounds out the 
the whole documentary. Yeah. With like, hey, you know, this looks fucking insane. You know, this there is consequence that we do see, and it kind of rounds out the documentary kind of evenly because mm-hmm. uh, you you can't have some laughs about what's going on, especially with the people who worked there, or the people who went there. But you know, there's the people that ran the fucking place. But like Carowinds, how many people do you think died at Carowinds? You don't hear about it a lot. You don't, or Disneyland, or Disney World. Well, you can't hear about it at Disney. They silence those people. Yeah. They put them in the ground. <laughs> they put them under Epcot. They don't. Or, or as Gene says, I wouldn't get rid of you. You know where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. But like, we don't hear about as much now or growing up really because we don't really care. But when something like this comes out, oh, it's already failed. Mm-hmm. So now we can talk about it. And yeah. that's the great thing about some of these documentaries is like, no, we have to wait for them to die before we can talk about it. But like oh, yeah. action part, something like action part is just like outwardly sketchy just mm-hmm. by the looks of it. Oh yeah. Too, because there was know? like, there was like, t- and that was the thing I was asking when we were watching it. I was like, you know, okay, I get it. Gene kind of like purchased the land and like annoyed the States in the city so much that they were just like, we'll leave you alone if you leave us alone. So it's like, I get it. He made a bit of immunity to it for himself. But, like, I don't know. I guess just in this current day and age of, like, any little upset and there's, like, a huge uproar, I guess it just kind of has me conditioned to, like, looking at this going, like, there's, like, six confirmed deaths and, like, so many, like, you know, newspaper articles talking about all these, like, horrible injuries this place is getting. Why haven't more people, like, rallied against this place? That's what just more surprised me than anything. Is like, okay, fine. If this, if the city and state are out of control, I'm surprised the people weren't doing more about it. I think it goes back. I mean, we had talked about it before uh, during the when we were watching it. Was, mm-hmm. You think about Vernon, New Jersey, is a small town, has a small niche about it. This is a job creator. Like as fucked up as I hate to say it mm-hmm. is, it brought money to the town. Yeah, it was a tourist thing and. Anytime we go to a tourist spot, Myrtle Beach, you know, even during the fairs and stuff in Winston-Salem, Raleigh, you're bringing a large influx of money. Mm-hmm. Either it would be like at a gas station or a store or like when a you local go. Local economy. Yeah, local economy. You know, it creates these little niche spots and they become, they slowly become the town from Jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that too. Yeah. Because what, what happened in Jaws? This, this town is only open from the late spring late uh or uh, late spring early fall mm-hmm. the whole island's opened up to tourists they're all hanging out at the beach by knick-knack bullshit having to ferry in and shit like that yeah yeah especially sounds- what we dealt with on the kiss cruise it was really weird like the island opened up literally as the ship docked and mm-hmm. like we could tell the ship was like getting ready to like leave because we could see like certain shops starting to close up mm-hmm. and i was like this is weird yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's the whole niche of it um uh, if you're basing your whole economy around a population boom, mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna shy away from any bad talk. Oh yeah, yeah. silence it. Yeah, you suddenly you kind of silence become, it. You become the mayor from Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up about sharks being here, motherfucker. Could an action park happen today? Yes, absolutely. Amount of deregulation that's come in the last twenty years. Because I mean, I heard them saying stuff like, you know, it, it lives on as stuff like Firefest and Theranos and stuff like that. But I feel like those are a little bit different. Those are overall scams. Yeah. Like Firefest, that that's a whole episode if we yeah. want to do that. Firefest was a scam. That that was. Carowinds could actually go down the literal same path of Action Park, and no one would give a shit for ten years. 
You sure about that? They have to go right through a lot of deregulations for that to happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think Tara, I think Carowinds could go down that path, and mm-hmm. it, would, it would take a decade to stop. Hmm. I think I think people are gonna be like, oh no, we need to bring in. How regulators. long would it take for them to get to that point, though? Like, let's just say starting this season is when they start. How many seasons they start would it hiring, take? They start hiring kids. Mm-hmm. The way the economy is going. Yeah. How many seasons do you think it would Three. take? Three. Three solid fucking seasons. You start hiring younger and younger people who don't understand regulation, who are just hired off the fly, who just need money for the season. Because when's the best time to hire kids? Late spring. Out of school. Yeah. May. June. Mm-hmm. Best time to hire kids. Oh yeah, I'm already seeing the you signs want, right now. You want Get some paid. fucking money? <laughs> you want uh, you want a hundred dollars? Oh, I'm, I'm already seeing <laughs> every the fast signs food right. joint I've gone to in the last I think three months has an application in that motherfucker. So yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I'm already seeing the ads now. Whereas like Carowinds is promoting like you know fifteen sixteen dollars an hour to work at yeah. Carowinds, and amount of money they're cracking in because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't see. I don't see the level of corruption, but I do see the level of abandonment in regard to, you know, your customer. Yeah. And that happened. That'll happen in any industry, really. It's like if dealers decide to not invest in ceiling joists. <laughs> One day Alex is selling cologne to some motherfucker, and then a shard from heaven comes flying down. <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't make a sale. <laughs> oh, Lord, I don't have to worry about that in my location. I just have to worry about all the shootings. Yeah. Someone <laughs> cracked off around it there. Not, not recently, but that uh, it has happened quite a few times. In fact, directly in front of our store. Apparently, yeah. apparently um, America. I think it was like four months before I joined the team, there was a big kerfuffle, a big to-do going on outside in the mall and they worked them their way right into the inside of our entrance right as one of the guys got shot Jesus <laughs> so Christ. they had to replace like one of the glass cases and you know and all this and here's the fucked up part of the story for Tana Bell's fucked up stories on a fucked up theme park so they so after that happens of course they release the whole store everyone goes home and part of that reason is they need to get everything cleaned up well, they, everyone clocks in the next morning, goes upstairs, stains still all over the fucking floor. No mm. one cleaned it up. So mm. it's just like, God damn. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of mall I'm dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm dealing with the action park of malls. No shit. Yeah. Um. Every day's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the city for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this location. Is this the ghetto mall? <laughs> uh, every day was an adventure in Ashton Park if you were uh, an employee, for sure, I'd imagine. Well, like the design, like, when he was going back, when one of the guys was talking about it, he was like, look, there was no paths that were safe. You know, if you looked at it, something that was like jagged rock. Mm-hmm. That was ca- hard rock pavement. Yeah. Oh, and I like that uh, if... Uh, you didn't bring your own flip-flops, you got fucking meat feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if uh, you couldn't swim, they would give you a brace that said CFS. Yes, can't, can't, fucking, can't, sw- fucking, can't swim. fucking swim. Yeah, that's, that's badass. <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> wonder if anybody uh, kept those. <laughs> oh, man, that, that, that would be worth some money on eBay mm. right about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. <laughs> That'd be like 100, 200 bucks right there. <laughs> Just like the pin. <laughs> just pin. like the pin the pain pin yes yeah, the really pain the pain pin <laughs> from standing in a circle because yes. they would spray you with the alcohol and iodine that's mixture. what he was told yes that's yeah. what he was told it was and, and yeah they, they spray painted okay so what it was like the alpine slide was very nefarious for you know you getting the bruises and abrasions and like mm-hmm. basically glorified like 
rug burn, but with concrete. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd have to be taken to the burn shack, and they spray painted the circle on the floor, and they were like, if you can stay in the circle, when <laughs> we spray you with this mixture, you get a prize. And like, out of all the people that like had to go to this thing daily, only like two people ever like stayed in the circle, and like the best they were able to produce one time was a pin. I don't think they ever said if the shit worked either. <laughs> no, no one ever talked about if it worked or not. That's work. <laughs> it was clean water. Yeah, this also reminds me of the uh, we were talking about a couple episodes on a uh, kid nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an outtake that never made the episode, but like one of the kids uh, mistook mistook drinking water and alcohol and bleach. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Like they they what wound up happening is they uh, they were cleaning the uh, dishes that they had and they had to like deal with very little like cleaning supplies and they didn't know they had to dilute the bleach. Mm-hmm. And basically soaked the stuff in it and then just left it out to dry. Oh, shit. (laughs) And then next time someone poured a nice glass of water, it was a nice bleach-filled cup. And one kid had to get rushed off the set into the emergency room for that shit. So that's just what it reminds me of. This feels like something that would happen at fucking Action Park. Especially in that damn burn check. I was going to say, it just reminds me of like Lord of the Flies or some shit. That's what Kid Nation is. Or like a like action park even. It, just yeah, that's what I was about to say. Kids. Yeah. It's like fuck. You don't have the conch. You do not speak. <laughs> and again, I'm also slowly getting to that age where I'm starting to see it, but not as much. But like, imagine being like a 30 year old waiting in line, and like some fucking pimply ass 15 year old kid is like, go. It's like go. <laughs> fuck. No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck me? <laughs> fuck you. I think that that should have been the title of yeah. the Action Park documentary. Fuck me? No. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> We're from New Jersey. Fuck you, pussy. It was the fuck around us of times. It was, it was the, the find out us of times. times. Everybody found out ten years later. <laughs> found out ten years later and they're like I never went back to a theme park. I actually have a little kinda, bit of PTSD it, it, about this. Uh, it kind of gives you that whole memory, just like uh, Tiger King. It was like, no, I was there. Yeah. I had no idea that dude was a cultist. Uh-huh. Yeah. With seven wives. <laughs> I just looked at the tigers. tigers. Yeah, I just looked at the tigers and snakes. <laughs> and went, cool. Cool. that is a presidential like, run. Can you imagine you know, a docu- just a documentary about him and then interviewing someone interviewing you? It's like, oh, no, he's just glorifying it. Yeah. No, this is what he saw. I just saw some tigers as a kid. Yeah, and I like, went, cool, tiger. It, it, was the, it was the Dick's Bananas. <laughs> it was the Dick's Bananas. Yeah. And on that note, I guess that's as any good places to wrap up us talking about Action Park. We didn't really miss anything, did we? No. I think we covered all the bases. Gene Gene was a crazy motherfucker that drew out a water slide on a napkin. It was too crazy for Donald Trump to invest in. Yeah, it was too crazy for Donald (laughs) Trump. If it was too crazy for Donald Trump to invest in, I think that says a lot. (laughs) So for for this episode of the Couch Potatoes, I've been Alex. This has been Kip. And Chris, do you have any sort of final thoughts on Action Park? Fuck OSHA. We don't need safety. We need to go back to the 80s. I give this kid an eight ball. He's working for a week. Fuck yeah.